movies. We watch movies. You listen to us talk about movies that we watched without you. It's beautiful. Thanks. Now this is podcasting. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Super Films Cast 64. This is the first Films Cast of the year 2019. Man, it's almost talk of a movie of the decade. It's 2019, guys. How you? We got Spencer, Spencer Hall here. How you doing, Spencer? Hello. And we also have Adam Fullerton. Hey. Hey, man. How's how's Cleveland this time of year? Oh, you know, people just talking about Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. People uh, love that Machine Gun Kelly here. They, they do. They love that bird box up in Ojai. Uh, yup. Yup. Spencer. Spencer just got back from a, a nice vacation with his uh, lovely wife. To, uh, yeah, and, and her entire family. And the entire fam. Went to Florida. Which is also my family. Oh yes, yes. You adopted but, that family, but just just to be clear, which side of the family we were vacationing with? It was hers. It was hers. Her side. Does she demand it needs to be her side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said. Um, so my parents have uh, these awesome friends with a beach house. Um, so we're gonna go vacation there. Uh, your your family can't come. Hmm. Sounds about right. I'm with her. You can't have yeah, balls mixing with... Yeah, it would have been a, been a uh, weird thing for me to ask. Yeah. I mean, you could... Have you ever had, like, both your mom's family and dad's family interacting with each other? No, because my mom's family is, uh... Well, like, one, my uncle is homeless, and, uh... My grandma lives in Mexico... Well, and uh, it's pretty tumultuous. Well, I'm sorry I brought that up, Spencer. Yeah, way no, to go. that's cool. Great, great start. Great <laughs> yeah. intro. This has been a real upper of a podcast so far. Adam, save it. Uh, boy, we're gonna go and we're gonna talk about 2018, the year that was in yes. movies. That means we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of our awards for the year. We're mm-hmm. handing out our. Uh, our big awards. Some people say that it's, you know, bigger than the Oscars. I'm not going to be the one to say it. I'll let, you know, the masses go ahead and say that, yeah, being nominated for a super filmy is, yeah. uh, you know, superior award. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go we'll through some of those. let the market decide. Mm, yeah, bear market. Who's <laughs> who's lis- watching or listening more uh, to our podcast or the Oscars? I don't know. I don't even think the Oscars has a podcast. So they don't. Yeah. So point to us. Yeah, Low checkmate. rated, lowest ratings ever. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> so sad. So sad. You know what else had a bunch of, bunch of topical references? 
that bird box, or at least the first hour of it. We'll talk about the things we've watched over the break at the end of the podcast. And between our awards and what we've watched, we'll discuss sort of our bets we've done this year and box office bets and uh, what we learned from those. You know, we, we grow. That's, that's what our podcast is about, growth. So it's about growing as an adult, and it's about the friends we made along the way. So let's start this off, Adam and Spencer. We'll do our uh, let's do our fun awards first. Get the, okay. get the fun first. You know, we'll get up with an upper. Well, uh, the only the only thing that's fun, I mean, these are very serious awards. So right. The only thing that's fun is like the joy that the recipients will feel receiving them. Yes, that's mm-hmm. that's the fun part is seeing those smiling faces and yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that that was perfectly clear to the audience that these are 100%. These um, are serious. Legit. These are yeah. ser- they are going to get trophies for each one of these. Yes. You know, I uh I actually heard that Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. uh took a sound clip from our show and the thumb drive that he saved it on is right above his fireplace. Yep. Uh so so was, last was, year <laughs> uh, that was a big deal for him. This year It'll it'll be interesting to see how how people handle this year's awards. I, I yes. am very excited to see how you know the Grinch feels when he <laughs> gets his. I, not to spoil anything, but uh, uh, I just want to say it may be looking green this year. Oh <laughs> man! Oh, oh man! Spencer, you want to start this off with your oh, first sure. award? Um, the, I have ten. My... How many do you have? I've only got like six, so okay, that's uh, fine. That's but that's fine. Um, my my first award uh, will be uh, the most confusing boner award, mm. and that goes to uh, the alien from Annihilation. Ooh, Ooh that's good! Wow, well deserved. Well deserved. So I have uh, on that vein, I have my hottest kiss in a Spider-Man movie award that goes okay. to the kiss in Venom. Where uh, oh. it's the girl Venom kissing uh, uh, Tom Hardy, but it's really it's it's weird, but it's hot. It's so she hot. Freaking sucks his face a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sucks Very his face hot. Up. Oh yeah. Uh, this year I decided to change up my awards. Ooh. I actually have nominees as well. Oh. Oh wow. So so this is the awards for best dialogue. Okay. Discussion of hacking, hurricane heist. All right, can, can me and Spencer pick our ours, and then you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Discussion of football plays, hurricane heist. <laughs> discussion of peanut butter, hurricane heist. I'm gonna go with discussion oh. of peanut butter. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta go with the peanut butter scene. That's a runaway scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, discussion of peanut butter. I'm a skippy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go! Great win for Breeze <laughs> and uh, and Will. Yeah, much deserved. Sure, much that's yeah, very honor- deserved. Honorable mention to Clint Eastwood letting non-actors say whatever the fuck they want to fill ninety <laughs> minutes from Shut fifteen the heck seventeen. Up. <laughs> All right, look, Spencer, tiny cokes. <laughs> Shut the heck up! I've not seen that. I hate I hate when my friends mention the size of their soda pop. <laughs> Uh, Spencer, your turn. Okay, uh, my oh, uh, my annual Kylo Ren award for thickness. Oh. It goes to, to Thanos, of course. Oh, oh yes. twenty eighteen, thick boy, very thick. He um, is so thick. 
Best uh, best family film. That's my next award. My best family mm-hmm. film goes to Hereditary. Great oh. film about a family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just a Underrated. family, a family yes. coming together through adversity. In yes. the end, they're all together. They are all together in the end. Mm. In some way. Yes. Uh, th- my next category is character that would be the best uncle. <laughs> One, Thanos from Avengers Infinity War. And two... Uncle Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Thanos. <laughs> I, I'm going to be in the Uncle Drew camp here. Um, I know it's the obvious pick, but I just like to think uh, I see a lot of myself in Uncle Drew. Oh, all right. Um, How much you love drinking Pepsi? Being an uncle and my love for Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> it just resonated with me. Uh, I will break the tie and also select... Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Thanos. Very <laughs> uncle Remember when move. he said, better go for the head? And he snapped mm. his fingers? Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. That's Very uncle-like. Mm-hmm. Um, I will uh, give my award for the most likely to be a Russian money laundering scheme to Hurricane <laughs> Heist. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. Yes. Wow. They, they are, they are, uh, what an honor. Really, really uh, uh, le- heavily... I can't think of words. Uh, my they're, next, it's a my heist next award. It's, it's a heist. These, they're stealing all these awards. They're stealing these year. awards. Wow, <laughs> My next award is the best piece of liberal propaganda. Goes oh. to First Reformed with all that, oh. with all that uh, global wow. warming bullshit on there. Good job, First Reformed. Mm. Oh, yeah, if it weren't for those libs, we'd still just be all Catholics. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mine is horniest character, Christian Ooh. Grey when he's wearing his fuck jeans from <laughs> Fifty Shades Freed. All of the women that look at the rock in Rampage and Skyscraper. <laughs> oh. The ladies from Book Club, from Book Club. <laughs> Cindy Lou Who trying Ooh. to get her mom banged, the Grinch. Okay. And George the Monkey from Rampage. Ooh, oh, George the Monkey. <laughs> George the Monkey, that's not even tough for me. George the Monkey was just looking to get that I'm gonna, monkey dong wet. I'm going to go for the under- underdog and say Cindy Lou Who. Uh, I'm, I'm going to select George the Monkey. He's yeah. the only one who did the finger in the hole. He did exactly. do that. That was a great scene. Thing. He's, and, he's horny and like rock. an eighth grader is horny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, which is the horniest anyone could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah, I... I have an award for the character I'd most like to be my neighbor. Oh. And that goes to uh, the sea captain man from Mary Poppins. (laughs) Always blowing off them cannons. (laughs) It's never a dull moment with the sea captain. Mm. You know, I'm going to scrap one. It's not on time. Or actually, I'll say it. Because uh, you you already oh, kind of mentioned it, are Adam. You sure, okay. it's the the I best it use of uh, peanut butter brands goes to Hurricane Heist. I mean, that's an oh, obvious it, one. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's th- they're different categories. It's sure. not their fault that they <laughs> spanned <laughs> a couple of categories. It's yeah. like Roma being up for best film and foreign language. It just sure. happens that they overlap. Yeah, it's such a uh, great year for Hurricane Heist. <laughs> I have one now. This one, there is only one that really rose up. There is no question that this is the winner. Incredible movie journalism goes to Anthony Lane from The New Yorker for that article where he was super horny for Elastigirl. Oh, yes. That <laughs> happened I, this year. I do have it. 
I do have it written down nice. because I want to read it again. <laughs> the sight of Helen accelerating off to work away from her justly abandoned man in her black mask, her long, tall boots, and her empowering outfit as tight as a second skin. Mommy just leans over to Daddy and whispers, Is it just me, or does Mrs. Incredible kind of look like Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, <laughs> the girl in the red room with the whips and all? And Daddy just rested his cooling soda firmly in his lap. And, <laughs> like Mr. Incredible, tried very hard to think of algebra. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really brilliant piece of writing it is yeah it's oh, God, oh no adam. i've been shot i've been shot adam <laughs> oh man think of algebra adam quickly think of it oh god anthony lane's people have come in and attacked me what happened I I leaned a little too hard on my chair there. Oh no! <laughs> oh well, that oh. was that was beautiful. It was. Um, yes. My I have an award for uh, best actor. No, I mean worst actor. Uh, no, I mean best screenplay. Uh, no, I mean best editing. Uh, no, I mean uh, 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 best uh, foreign language film. Uh, no, I mean uh, it goes to Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> It's I like g- that one. <laughs> I still need to watch Bandersnatch. I'll probably get it. Uh, best film, according to your Trump-supporting grandma, A Star is Born. She really Whoa. liked that film, and she thinks that Bradley Cooper is just the best. He needs. He deserves an Oscar. Mm, yes. Uh, outstanding Death of a Child. Oh. Crime, crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> a Quiet Place. First Man. The Favorite. Roma. Widows, Hereditary. There's a, There's lot. a lot of movies where children died this year. Is the oh, point man. I'm trying to make? I'm, th- I'm trying to think of the favorite. Who? What was the child that died in the favorite? She had uh, 17 rabbits. Oh, yeah, one yeah, for yeah, each yeah, of her yeah. children okay, that I died. <laughs> I, I thought you meant like on-screen death. Okay, yeah. Oh there no, just the implied death of children sure. works for this category. I mean, I, I say has ha- to go to. Go ahead. Oh no, you go, Spencer first. Yeah, I was gonna go with Hereditary. Just that was. Pretty fantastic child death. Yeah, I got to go with Hereditary, too. Now, the award will go to Hereditary, but I have to say the crimes of Grindelwald, (laughs) forcing in a child death where there was really no need to, is just the kind of thing that makes this category sing for me. Okay. (laughs) It's a very, very competitive field. That is a competitive field. Um, Big year for My award... For the greenest mm. penis, ooh, uh, goes to Skylord. Damn it! <laughs> I was thinking the Grinch would win that one because he's been all up in <laughs> Gamora. <laughs> what? Gamora. Jeez. <laughs> May she rest in peace. <clears throat> so I, I got uh, some nominations for this one, okay? Uh, like Adam did. So this is the okay. best movie title that is actually a sentence. The nominees Ooh. are, Will You Ever Forgive Me, You Were Never Really Here, and Don't Worry, We Won't Get Far on Foot. Oh, wow. Ooh. Joaquin dominating that field. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joaquin's category this year. Uh, I'm going to say, You Were Never Really Here. Well, I gave I it am. to will you, ever, will You Ever Forgive Me, because that's funny. I think that's funny. Funny thing to say. Mm. But, uh, yeah, You Were Never Really Here is probably a good runner-up. And I did watch that movie on the plane the other day. 
It's Wait, probably you not a plane you were never really here on a plane? Yeah, it probably wasn't a great that plane is movie. It's <laughs> dangerous. It was not it's a great plane movie. It's ultra-violent. Yeah. Well, I had it on my phone, so no one could really see it, but it still wasn't a great plane movie. The anyway. way they intended it to be watched. Yes, on a plane. <laughs> on a phone, on a plane. <laughs> a classic uh, green eggs and ham scenario. Um, this one is another one with just one nominee. Best racism goes to Green Book. Oh, it was a simpler time when racism was just easy. And maybe there's a little bit towards Italians, too. Hey, people can be racist against white people. Don't forget. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, Greenest Penis was my last award. So Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so this goes to Trey. Okay, so the Ocean's 8 award for the best movie with the mostly female cast goes to Annihilation. Because it was yeah. the year of the woman. Those it was continue. the year of the woman that wasn't a big franchise, like Ocean's 8. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, loud, yes. Yeah. Loud, the loudest other people laughed in a theater. What are those? Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, people did laugh at that. The when, Meli- when Melissa McCarthy falls down, oh, the oh. Happy Time murders. Oh, I see what you're doing. Spencer, every time they say LeBron James in eighth grade. <laughs> eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's my vote, obviously. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that one since I guess Spencer was laughing every time they said LeBron James. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. uh, very clearly, Spencer every time they yeah. say LeBron James. <laughs> All right. So I have uh, Hey, remember this came out this year award? And it goes to uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Hey, remember when that came out this year? A truly even, forgettable movie. Yes. Even stranger, it made a hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's so. that's you can call that the Dead Men Tell No Tales Award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, loudest I laughed in a theater. This is only one. Uh, when they blew the roof off the mall in Hurricane Heist. <laughs> Man, it's cleaning up this year. Hurricane <laughs> Heist. I'm gonna put in it. I have two more, but I'm gonna put in a third, and I'll, I'll have you guys vote. On this, mm-hmm. the uh, the movie title that I are actually you know what I'll do uh, I'll do three here. Whoa. Um, the movie title that I am most uncomfortable with: Crazy Rich Asians, Black Klansmen, and White Boy Rick. <laughs> um, the before I answer, I would like some clarification on why it just you makes me uneasy Asians, to say it <laughs> why can asians not be crazy rich well it just sounds like something someone who's a little bit racist would say look at those crazy rich asians over there that just sounds okay. really harsh you. you know i got you. crazy okay. rich asians <laughs> it really depends on where you put the emphasis yeah crazy rich asians it, it's you know what i'm gonna give it to that because that just sounds really harsh mm. you know yeah. So, congrats to Crazy Rich Asians. Of course. Uh, um, outstanding achievement in cultural appropriation ooh. goes to Isle of Dogs. <laughs> A runaway winner. You know what? Yes. I'll I'll switch these. Best film moment goes to Adam watching Isle of Dogs. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, movie with the most characters. Avengers Infinity War and Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Oh, it's got to be RP1. Yeah. Um, I, mm. I do have 
one kind of impromptu award um for me most memorable movie going experience was uh seeing 50 shades freed alone with <laughs> one other guy in the theater who was also seeing it alone <laughs> you guys could have bonded become friends that's not the person i want to be friends with <laughs> <laughs> all right um so i'll do my final award is uh best use of nicholas cage goes to uh enter the spider-verse yay 100 yeah. percent. classic curveball yeah uh best performance by a not actor not tom holland in bad times at the el royale <laughs> <laughs> not Tom Hardy in Upgrade, and not Han Solo in Solo. <laughs> I like that one. That's a that's a that's a that's a classic comedy award right there. I'll uh, give the the not Tom Holland because his character was fan freaking tastic. I I think Adam's going for comedy here, you know, because that was a good character, and I did think that was Tom Holland. Uh, but I'll go with Han Solo. Yeah, uh, Han Solo was certainly not Han Solo right. Solo, so I, I will also select Han Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my final award, uh, Best Senseless Movie, Lack of Sight, Bird Box, Lack of Sound, A Quiet Place, Lack of Touch, Vice. <laughs> Frickin' burned you, Adam McKay. Damn! <laughs> nice! Enjoy yeah, your plot. It's, it's Vice, right? <laughs> did we all see Vice? I did not I, see it yet. I've seen it. I saw it as well. We can talk about that at the end, or we can talk about that now. I mean, what? you can talk about it and spoil it for me if you'd like. Ooh, I mean, there's not much <laughs> they, to spoil. I mean, did you Spencer, live through the 2000s? I, I'm sorry. Spoiler: They invade Iraq. They oh no. <laughs> Nine Eleven happens. <laughs> Dick Cheney kills a guy. He does. Well, kind of. Uh, Almost. Well, Almost. Boy. Dick Cheney probably killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he he very much did. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really don't have. I mean, I do have a lot to say about Vice, but like that movie's a mess. It's a huge mess. Uh, That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's. It's he like tried to do the upbeat thing, but he also tried to make it very serious. Like he was trying to do, like, "Hey, look how evil this person is," but let's do the fun thing we did with uh, uh, Big wh- Short. Yeah, Big Short. And, and it so it just Big Short. Totally, it's way off. You know, it is. It's. The thing about the Big Short, because I went back and watched the Big Short to try to find out if Adam McKay just tricked me. Uh, Big Short friggin' rules. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. Um, but the thing is, is like you can trust the narrator. Right. I think <laughs> in Big Short, this one is the most, like, when you have people be like, oh, Hollywood full of liberal elites do that. This is very much a... This is a movie I was like, oh, this is what they ta- are talking about when mm-hmm. they're talking about liberally. Like, <laughs> you can't... Everything is like... Dick Cheney shows up and is like, so, what do I believe? <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. This is not good. And just a lot of the acting... I mean, Christian Bale was, was good. 
I think a lot of the acting were caricatures, you know, like like big caricatures, which I just kind of get tired of. Like I kind of get tired. I, you know, Will Ferrell's Bush is great, but that's exactly what Sam Rockwell was doing. It's like, come on, you could, you know, it's been done before. Try to do something else. You know, try Amy to. Adam's character does nothing. No, nothing at all. It's just it's a mess. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. It's it's very. It just didn't. It felt like, yeah, like a, a big Huffington Post think piece, think piece, with rather than nothing with yeah. where you don't learn anything. Yeah, you really don't, and they spend way too much time at the beginning, you know, just about his life where it's kind of not that eventful, and then they kind of go into they they it it seems like scatter shooting, his whole time as vice president, you know, there's not much there, and yeah, I didn't much care for it it just seems very angry without an idea of right. what it really wants to say mm-hmm. yeah so that's anyway. our vice take <laughs> yeah it's vice for you uh okay so let's uh adam you said you had some best moments right that you want to talk about well yeah there's a few movie moments that i think are uh pretty deserving mm-hmm. and like we did you know our very serious filmy awards but this is stuff that i think really stuck with me um that i think we can kind of all talk about sure um hereditary i think uh my favorite singular movie moment of the year is the dinner table scene mm-hmm. in uh hereditary i think most people will focus on the, the death yeah scene and that's done really well but like the emotional follow-up to that i think is so much more interesting oh yeah because the tension you is so palpable like the entire time right where he's and like they go and they kind of have the breakdown and it's like ooh, she really dug into him like she's like no i am your mother and i you know I'm sorry, I can't take the guilt off you, and I know you're feeling bad, but please don't take it out on me. And like you feel like maybe that's going to be the dip, and yeah. you're like, wow, that was really powerful. And then he's like, why was she there, Mom? She didn't want to go there. And he just turns it back around on her, and it's just like, oh, God. And then uh, uh, the dad is just sitting there trying to, <laughs> trying to be cool, which we talked about when we talked about the episode, is that dad was put in... A very poor situation. <laughs> a poor and man. he was like, there's two people who are unbelievably patient in that movie. The dad and the owner of the of the studio that's going to show off her miniatures who are just like, hey, we're just, <laughs> yeah. you, we I'll can give you time. an extension. Take just time, let us please. know. You know, yeah. Uh, but I would say my best moment goes to the dinner table scene of okay. Hereditary. Well, let's, yeah, we th- can go down movie by movie too. Because like, I put Hereditary down as well. Um, so yeah, I... I did. I did put the uh, that, I, not necessarily the head getting decapitated itself, but the time they took because you don't see it and you think you're not going to see it, and then they just show you it getting yeah. eaten by ants and bugs and stuff. Yeah, I thought they that was that a, pretty yeah, beautifully. I thought they played that really well. Um, well, because they also go, it's from that to just on. Alex Wolf's face yes. for a very long time. Then it's him walking into the house and you just see his reaction as you hear 
his mom scream. Yeah. And seeing it. So it's it's like focused on him the whole time and then you finally see the head. Yeah. And one of the things that makes that moment so powerful is that in the trailer it is set up like Oh hey, this is going to be a creepy girl, and she's going to she's going to be the one that causes all this stuff, and then she just dies. Yeah. so early on, and you're like, oh god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think if I had one moment, one movie moment that I thought uh, was the best for me, it was the um, the when they're burning the memory box in eighth grade between That's... Kayla and her dad. Yeah, that's a good one. So good. And yeah. yeah, the dad's just the best dad in the world, you know, and he's like, Hey, I I think you're awesome, you know. Right. Yeah. And I think that that just speaks to I think what is so brilliant brilliant about that movie is that it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious, but the brightest parts of the movie are, are when it's serious. Yeah. And just sort of yeah, that that movie does such a good job of putting you like putting someone at that age and yeah. it does it brilliantly like better than any other movie has ever done it i would say uh you know i think i think of boyhood when i think of eighth grade and how just kind of trite it was you know it was like hey look at what we're doing but it was just kind of all substance not i mean it was all like style and filler it was like hey and it, it, you know it was they had things and they're like, Hey, he's watching Dragon Ball Z and he's, and he's playing a uh, Nintendo and he's going to a Harry Potter midnight release, which are all things I did as a kid. But I felt more in more, uh, a connection with eighth grade about a eighth grade girl. You know, it, it has such that emotion that you would feel back in the day of, you know, you think, you think the smallest thing is so big and uh, yeah, it does a great job uh, at that. That movie is fantastic. Yeah, Boyhood does a good job of, like, I mean, it does a little bit of what 8th Grade does as well, but mm-hmm. it does a good job of showing, like, milestone markers yeah. as, as, like, things. Yeah. It's like that sorority girl thing <laughs> where it's like, you won't remember the things you did. What you'll remember is the way they made you feel. Right. <laughs> where it's like 8th Grade. 8th Grade does that. It, it brings back the feelings, and it also yeah. does it from two different perspectives with the dad mm-hmm. where uh, it's like, not only is it the person living in it, but the person trying to relate to it and try to be like, no, like <laughs> things get better and mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. And just like trying to reach out to someone who just feels everything so deeply. Um, yeah, that that moment in eighth grade is so freaking good. I put Annihilation uh, is one of my moments, The um, especially the bear. I the think bear that was such an awesome oh, yeah. sound design, really creative moment. Um, just, it, it was, yeah, I think that whole movie was really cool and I think more people need to see it, but, uh, specifically I put the bear scene and also like the ending is very Kubrick, very 2001 space odyssey, but I think specifically the bear scene is great where the bear is, you know, it's been kind of merged with the one girl's DNA and it's her scream as it bellows out and yeah, it's like half a skull. It's a great scene from Annihilation. Yeah. Very creepy. Do you have any more moments? I'll put a uh, few I mean, down. I mean, I have a, I have a few more. Yeah. yeah. I would say uh, the final running scene in Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is so 
mm-hmm. freaking good. <laughs> like, just everything about it is, like, just every. And I know people will talk about, you know, the skydiving where that's, like, it's crazy that it, he did it and stuff like that. But just the whole way that the final chase is put together in Mission Impossible. With I the bomb going off movie. and stuff or the that movie chasing so France. This is, this is chasing... Uh, Army Hammer. Okay. Not or not Army Hammer. Uh, what's his name? Mustache Man. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Uh, and yeah, this is the one where Tom Cruise goes and breaks his ankle while he's making the jump from uh-huh. one to the other, and you see him actually get up and run because he knew that they needed that take. You know, just stuff that Scientology allows your body <laughs> to do. <laughs> Yes, uh, he's got the perfect level of thetans. <laughs> but there's just like the tracking shot of him running sideways along the roof and then it rotates around and the it's just so good and so well put together. It I love that moment so much. Yeah, I think um one of th- a movie that I really loved this year that I've talked about is mm-hmm. Game Night. And so when I think about what was I mean it's I I thought it was a hilarious movie and I think my favorite part from the movie is something that's been sort of they touch on it throughout the movie and then it's revealed that uh gosh i can't remember the the character's name but there's a married couple and it comes to light that the wife during a brief moment where they had broken up before they got married hooked up with a celebrity and she thinks (laughs) that she had hooked up with denzel washington And then you see a picture, and it's clearly just some guy who looks kind of <laughs> like Denzel Washington. Yeah. Very good. I I would say, if I'm picking from Game Night, just like anything Jesse Plemons is yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the second that comes out on a streaming I need site, to watch I'm going to go back yeah. and just watch all his individual scenes. Mm-hmm. It's been, so uh, I think it's been on HBO. Oh, is it? Okay. I think. Well, then I'll it's, do that. it's streaming somewhere. Good to know. Um, I'll I'll just do like one or two more. I man, I know you guys didn't like it as much, but Mandy, I put um, Nick Cage drinking and screaming as he's uh, drinking a bathroom yeah, freak out. Bathroom freak out, and also like you know the chainsaw fight was pretty badass. <laughs> um, and uh, I put Hurricane Heist, all of it. Oh yeah, mm, just all pretty. of that movie. Yeah, I think that just was... seeing that movie with all you guys was 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 a blast. No, yeah, you, that was really great. I, I have that as my 18th favorite movie of the year. <laughs> um, but as far as, like, memorable experience, that's yeah, prob- that's pretty much number one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good experience. Uh, um, you I won't know go... what? And this is a bit mainstream, but uh, Avengers, the ending. I thought that was very ballsy. And, I mean, that, I mean it's a mainstream thing, but, I mean, it's, yeah, uh, yeah that ending was ballsy and it worked. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I would agree with that. Uh, I won't go into this one a ton because you guys haven't seen it, but uh, there's uh, a scene in Roma where I don't even... If if you guys have seen Roma, anyone who's listening, you guys know the scene I'm talking about that's just, like, super heartbreaking. Oh, no. Uh, that That's a really, really great, well-put-together scene. Uh, and then one that we can kind of talk about the firework scene from a quiet place is yeah very very well done very yeah. well shot it's just uh 
God, with the the birth and everything. It's yeah. Very cool. That's how you make a good uh, post-apocalyptic movie about losing a sense. That movie. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the butt chug scene from Blockers. Oh, yeah! Okay. You know what? I hear that's not a bad movie. Blockers. It is. The bu- the, is it all bad the... or is it not? No, it's good. Yeah? I I actually enjoyed it a lot. All okay. the worst stuff is in the trailer. Yeah, that's what I hear. The trailer did it no favors. I enjoyed Blockers quite a okay. bit. Those are... Gamer... Game, uh, Game Night and Blockers are two movies I need to watch. I still have a bunch of, from this year I haven't watched. I think it's you weird. can stream both of them. Or yeah, did, I mean, you might have. Yeah, I think you can. I feel like I've seen way more movies, like new movie releases this year. We can kind of go into our favorite movies right now. Uh, maybe our like, top ten with maybe five honorable, honorable mentions or whatnot. Because I, like I feel like I haven't watched enough this year, but I've, I've watched more than I did last year. I, I just think it's like, I think last year I had favorites, where this year it's like, oh, I like that one, all right, I like that one, all right. I don't know like what is the clear favorite. I think Trey, my, do you have your total of movies that you watch new, okay. of twenty eighteen releases that you uh, watched? Twenty eighteen releases I watched thirty eight. Okay, and that's compared to twenty seventeen. Actually, I don't have that. I have twenty seventeen all combined, so I can't, don't have that exact number. I have uh, sixty six from yeah. Ooh, I got forty nine, so I'm right in all the right. middle there. Okay. Um, thank you, total movie movies pass. and shit. Well, yeah, well, thank you, it. Movie Pass. Or in a thank you letterboxed also. Uh, the total movies in general I saw this year is 129. That's of mm. new and old. That's like movies I've never seen before. Right. First time watches. Yeah. Okay. So, Trey, you want to, I guess we all go start with our number 10 movie. Uh, let's do maybe honorable mentions. I, I'm not going to do honorable mentions because I okay. think in a top 10, honorable mention is a cop out. Okay. Yeah, let's I just agree. do top 10 then. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> All three. <laughs> um, yeah, my number my number ten uh, was one of the first movies I saw, uh, new releases I saw in 2018. That's the Death of Stalin. Okay. That this one was just outside of my top ten. Death of Stalin, very good. That's yeah, number nine that for me. Yeah, Death of Stalin is a really good, funny, satirical movie. That is probably one of the first ones I saw this year as well. Came out very early this year. I uh, am going to be... Like, if people ask me my most underrated movie of the year, that may be up there. I have another yeah. one that I think is would probably qualify, but okay. Death of Stalin, not, definitely enough people did not see. If you like Vice, watch Death of Stalin. Well, not, not enough people. There was a bunch of people that v, did not, not see Vice. it because they were all killed by Stalin. I think right. it's yes, funnier than, De- than Vice. I think it's a way better movie. Well, Veep course is what movie. I meant. Oh, Veep. Not... Okay. Yes. Um, my number 10 is Sorry to Bother You. That's another one that just missed out on yeah. my top 10. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it uh, a lot more than like Black Klansman, I think, as far as a movie goes. Um, just because they're both African-American directors, you know. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really uh, a neat, you know, unique premise. It kind of got silly, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a fun movie. And number nine was Death of Stalin, what? which we just talked about. Yeah. So oh. sorry to bother you. Uh, is kind of a mess. Sure. Uh, 
but I enjoy like it's put together really well and it's well no it's I would say it's like it's done decently well but there's just so much stuff going on it's yeah. kind of hard to give every idea that it has there's a uh, lot of ideas justice right but uh it's fun as hell to watch yeah I thought it was a really fun watch and again uh, my like n- like my top my top 15 could change like that's the thing it's like i even moved around american animals like it it could change it's again it's been a kind of a weird year so anyway number nine for you guys no, well number 10 for me was oh, 10, widow sorry. was oh, widows I apologize. okay 10 yeah so widows which uh, uh a heist movie done by a director who <laughs> really knows how to friggin' direct uh steve mcqueen yeah did it i i'm not in love with all of the decisions that were were made there's some twist stuff that kind of seems unnecessary and then at the same time things are a little easy as far as the actual heist goes mm-hmm. um but i think widows is really good i think that uh the blonde actress who i don't really is it elizabeth debecky i believe yeah uh, uh she kills it and i think that she should if it wasn't such a strong year for supporting actresses i would have really loved to see her get a nomination because her character has kind of the most change in the biggest arc and she does really well with it. And she's also like nine feet tall. Yeah. She's she does tall. it while tall, which is not easy. <laughs> which yeah. is, yeah. Um, my my number nine movie is uh, was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Uh, and I, I have a feeling if I like grew up watching uh, Mr. Mr. Rogers, Rod. I, it would have been higher. Um, I still thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I had probably had slightly less emotional response than people who grew up with the show yeah trey this movie got you called a pussy by babe loffenberg he didn't correct? really call me a pussy that was <laughs> I a know, joke I know. But yes I know. he called me a pussy and the whole team beat me up <laughs> yeah. uh, they I held you that, down and gave you titty twisters. yeah they gave me titty twisters i'll put that number six on mine well yeah. way to jump ahead oh i mean we mentioned it. you know what i'm sorry i didn't mean to jump ahead uh yeah that movie spoilers is very emotional uh it's really good and really well put together. Uh, I, you know, I kind of grew up with it. Like, I watched it as a little kid. I, 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 you know, that was like the early 90s. I don't remember too much about it. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was something I definitely watched, like, when I was very, very young. And I remember, like, the changing the shoes and the, the puppets and him making, like, put, putting raisins on bread with peanut butter and there was a bunch of ants that's about it but mm-hmm. it, it still had a you know it still hit me emotionally it's a really good documentary about a guy who is pretty much perfect it seemed like you know yeah. and his son was like "Ooh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> your dad basically jesus christ yeah <laughs> um yeah it's basically all about the power of being nice yeah uh, which is also paddington 2's main theme <laughs> uh i know paddington 2 is a big People love Paddington 2. I, I also really like Paddington 2. It did not make my top 10. Number one uh, for me, Paddington 2. Kidding. That's not number one. I'm not seeing it. But that. Uh, 
Yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor is very good. Paddington 2, you should watch. Okay. Uh, my number nine, I just watched this this week. <gasps> uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. Okay. Crack the top ten, a late entry. All right. Um, yeah, it's basically yeah. Uh, Drew Goddard's attempt at a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does a great job of it. Like it's so good. Whereas, whereas Vice, I feel, is Adam McKay trying to do a big short Adam McKay impression. <laughs> Uh, this is Drew Goddard trying and nailing a Quentin Tarantino impression, and I was kind of always waiting for a letdown, and it just kept getting better. No, it's, <laughs> like, it's like a long movie, and yeah, I freaking love every second of that movie. It's it's great, and uh, in in so many aspects too. Uh, so many a lot times of weaving. It's the story weaves very well. It's very well put together. Um character like stories are they appear at the right moments you learn about things at the right moments it's very well done uh cynthia arrivo just like where they have her singing and mm-hmm. like echoing and when they just kind of like cut off the sound box and stuff like it's just like little stuff like that not even the the story but it's super well done i was surprised by how much i like this movie only thing only problem i had with it is and i and it's not a big problem it's fine it's but they killed off john ham way too soon i i'm just a big john ham fan and he could read the phone book and i'd be entertained so i wish they kept that character on a little bit longer but yeah it, it's a great movie yeah and i think that's one of the best parts about it is sure you lose you lose a great character yeah and all the other characters are also so great that it yeah oh yeah it didn't know, hinder it even it at all like, right it, it was fine it was just oh it kind of stunk but yeah it's a great movie all right uh John, Trey you claim to be a John Hamm fan can you name the two other movies John Hamm was in uh, this year Mad Men what other two uh, other he movies was, uh he, what else was he in this year he was in one that got promoted like crazy I think that was this year oh I'm trying I think to think that was this year let me see it's like it's just weird because we think of John Hamm as a I, like I don't know kind of a big guy but he was in a couple movies that uh, oh think, he was in um, I'm sorry don't don't say it don't say it. I know what you're talking about tag he was in tag yeah, he, he was in yeah. tag so yeah. that's one the other one there is zero chance you'll ever All guess right. it. yeah uh, it is Beirut. Yeah, that's Beirut. the one they promoted. Like, cr- I saw trailers yeah. for that constantly. Yeah, right, and it just totally bombed. Anyway, yeah. bad times. The El Royale, really, really good. Yes. Trey, uh, did you already so give I already number said nine? number nine was Death of Stalin. So what's your okay. eight? Oh, okay, my eight. I put uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is number eight. Nice. Uh, really well put together Coen Brothers movie. I liked how it was six stories. And all those stories were uh, really cool little, little vignettes, little kind of pictures of life in the Wild West. And I think also playing Red Dead Redemption around the time kind of, you know, I, I was in the mood for a good a good Western. So and you really like cowboy things? I do like cowboy <laughs> things, Spencer. Like a, uh, maybe like a bolo tie. Uh, you, you know, you can only go so far with cowboy stuff. Oh, okay. Hey. Hey Trey. Yeah. Uh is there a movie that you're kind of very excited for next year? Um is it Cowboys vs Aliens 2? No, it doesn't have anything to do with Cowboys. Maybe it's a video game character that 
is oh, coming to the big screen. You mean Sonic and Detective Oh uh, No, no, this is a different one. Oh, okay, so Detective the Pikachu? second one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, now, if, if someone were to say, get you the game that the movie was you based did. on, you would, pro- you would probably play it, right? Yeah, I will play, the, I'll play Detective Pikachu. Adam okay, so me, just uh, for Christmas, so just, really nice gift, really, really cool, generous gift. Uh, Detective Pikachu and uh, a calendar of Garfield, a Garfield calendar. I just want to be clear that Spencer gave you a bolo tie, which you have not worn, and I <laughs> gave you a video game, which you have not played. I, I will play it. I promise I mm. will play it. Mm. It's just like a really good indicator when you're, when you're thinking, <laughs> who do I buy gifts for and who do I just not buy a gift? <laughs> Well, I've, I've worn my Deadpool taco truck shirt <laughs> at least four times. I've worn that bolo tie every single day, Spencer. You never see you me. Know. You didn't even put it on when I gave it to you. Well, you... I wasn't wearing something to put it on with. You know, oh, if so I had that, the right that makes attire, it impossible. if I had the right attire, I would have worn it. Oh, Trey, yeah. chokers are in. <laughs> so, Trey, what's your number eight movie? Oh, I said the Battle of the Buster Scrubs. That's right. Um, my number eight movie was Game Night. That okay. movie we've already talked about that a bit. That movie is great. They have a, a it's a really cool narrative and or entertaining narrative, and they've got a bunch of fun uh, jokes throughout, including a bunch of fun recurring jokes. Um, and yeah, I really like that movie. How how did it hold? You watched it a second time. I know you were tripping off the off the John Daly's, but uh. How did it hold up on a second on a rewatch? Oh, it was still fantastic. It, it does seem like a movie that would not uh, denigrate from multiple watchings. Yeah, I think it's highly rewatchable. I enjoyed it. My number eight is American Animals. Okay, that that just went off my top ten. It's like number eleven, but yeah. it's a fantastic so it, movie. It's it's a fun. It's kind of like a hybrid documentary yeah. movie thing. It kind of plays with the form. Spencer, you haven't seen it, correct? No, I've seen that. Oh, you did? Yeah, That's I, right. I, I definitely right. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that one's my number eight. I think that's another one that uh, will probably snuck under people's radars, um, but I think would be definitely worth a watch once it comes onto a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it is on um, Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. Yeah. Or I might have just rented it. I forgot. Boom. Train number seven. On Amazon Prime. All right. So, uh, number seven. I That's where I put uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. It was number seven. Yeah. I really dug that. It was very Tarantino. Uh, liked all the acting. Um, really solid movie. And we, we already talked about it, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I think that one would, uh, depending on the week, would sneak into my top ten for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven was Sorry to Bother You, which we've already talked about. And I think that the uh, criticisms of the movie, as far as it, just from a production standpoint, are definitely fair. But I just uh, love seeing movies that are uh, just what unique or this like basically the director has a vision and he's allowed yeah. to go do it and so and you don't um, expect the things that happen and, and it's just like yeah you can't really 
you're not expecting it at all. Yeah. It's, it's it's not telegraph telegraphed, you know. Yeah. You're not and yeah. above all else it's it's fun, right. which is kind of all I want from a movie <laughs> is that like I mean obviously there are some movies that are better than others cuz they have good reasons, but if nothing else just lean into the fun. And mm-hmm. I think that this movie does a good job of that. For sure. Of nothing if nothing else. Uh my number 7 was Roma. Okay. Uh still haven't seen it, yeah. You guys haven't seen no. uh, that that movie is uh gorgeous. <laughs> um and uh Alfonso Cuarón is just amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go buy a bigger TV, uh just and better <laughs> TV just so I can really enjoy it. Also apparently the sound design on this movie is supposed to be great. I saw this at home cuz you know it's a Netflix release, but people who see it in the theaters apparently are just like blown away by how crazy the mix is so and you're how s- it feels how you feel totally immersed which makes this uh <laughs> like the worst Netflix release of all time. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying it, that I the, shouldn't watch this on the plane on my phone. <laughs> I I would say it's not a great on the plane on the phone movie. Uh, did I say, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you guys, the person who said, ah, yes, watching Roma the way, uh, Alfonso Caron intended, and it was someone watching it on the top screen of their DS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, number seven is Roma for me. Number six. Uh, Trey. I'm going, okay, uh, number six I put, will you, won't you be my neighbor, which we already discussed. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's awesome movie. Really good documentary. My uh, my number six was uh, Black Klansman, which again is another movie that is definitely flawed. Um, but I think what what keeps it in the top has kept it in the top ten uh, for me was, um, well, one it was it was a very fun movie and I was entertained throughout. But just it, it made me really uh feel some like think about the issues that it discusses obviously and mm-hmm. think about them mm-hmm. um and moved me uh in that sure. way so even if there are issues uh the fact that it succeeded uh in making me think was uh yeah good for me you know what spencer that's a really good point because i think the the kind of points i took off was that whole article with uh the director of um uh sorry to bother you where he kind of was talking Riley? about yeah but, you know, you bring up a good point, though. If an average moviegoer watches that and maybe they change their opinion on something or, or they think about something more deeply, I think that's yeah. probably the most important part. Yeah, so, I okay. did I think I still hold no, the I, same opinion. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, I know, know you're a very progressive guy in general, so I, I don't, I'm not saying it, it made you a, not a racist or anything, but yeah, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Or you could be Austin Guttery's dad oh. who... He said, oh, it was real good until the very end. And he walked out of the theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's definitely probably a reaction that a few people had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing about the, the movie, uh, it's like the end of the movie when they go to the Charlottesville stuff is kind of like way more affecting than the actual movie itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, which... I mean, it isn't necessarily a criticism. It's just like <laughs> real world stuff obviously affects you more than things that you yeah. see, like I like th- ma- fake characters and stuff. Um, 
but right. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it's like I just came through. There's that. There's that one of that like the kind of like that final act, um, where it's um, Belafonte, Henry Belafonte, and he's uh-huh. telling the story uh, about yeah, the incident in Waco, right. and mm-hmm. while the KKK is watching Birth of a Nation, and there's all that, um, and then I think just the what what that final um, like real footage. Mm-hmm. kind of scene did which is obviously yeah like you said real world stuff's gonna make you feel uh something more uh, just framed it as far as like like these are issues we've had for like decades for h- hundreds of yeah. years uh so that's how it kind of worked for me also spike lee directed the hell out of that movie oh yeah like it's it's so well directed. like i said it about widows with steve mcqueen as well it's just so good to see a director who just knows what they're doing and just really like obviously cares and and it knows how to put actors Mm -hmm. and other things in situations where you can thematically kind of lay things out it's very well done yeah um so it's me now yeah number number six uh my number six is spider-man into the spider-verse yeah all right love Uh, that a little low okay okay well I think that this movie is uh, again as far as like leaning into it's the fun. Fine. It's all our opinions. This movie's this movie's fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, like there's it's entertaining. There's just layers and layers of jokes and fun stuff going on. The action, everything looks fantastic. Um, it does the best job of looking like a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Then. It, Anyway, like it actually is trying to do comic book stuff. It is kind of self-referential in kind of a, a grander sense, but never really focuses on that too they much. They have fun bits like you know Spider-Man doing the uh, doing the dance from Spider-Man Three, which is funny. Yeah. You know, so they have right. some fun stuff in there, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't rely on that. Yeah, this is uh, Adam. I think I talked to you about this already off air. This is a movie uh, that definitely changed my mind, um, or made me realize that I am way too stingy with giving mm-hmm. five stars to movies. Mm-hmm. Which is like, there was no real reason why I gave. I was like, uh, maybe four and a half. And it's like, uh, no. Like when I look back at that movie at the end of the year, I'm gonna think that that was like one of the best movies that i've seen in a long time so that's enough to get five for me so it was it was actually funny you know it It was hilarious right and it was funny in a way that it's actually funny it's not poking fun at anything um you know it's not like hey you know what the hell so it's you know what i mean like marvel kind of stuff right um it's not ironic yes not ironic it's very well animated uh just yeah it was a lot of fun to watch yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack also is mm-hmm. Oh, great. it's so good. So many good songs. It's it it just does a great job of keeping everything like engaged mm-hmm. and and good. All right, so, so I guess number, six. Uh, number 5 for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh 8th grade, I put as number 5. Again, uh, we talked about it earlier, but um just such a, a great picture of what it is to be that age. And and even, you know, even people who are that age now, I think it, it 
you know, my little sister who is in high school, you know, she's not in eighth grade, but high school, like she really related to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And just sort of that YouTube generation thing and trying to, you know, it's, it's really neat. Uh, it's really well done. The acting from the main uh, actress is, is brilliant. Elsie Fisher. Uh, it's like she's not so... even acting. It's just, it's yeah. like she's just talking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic And to movie. have, to have an actress that young perform that well with a first time director mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Yes. Kind of all, all the way around. I, I think it's a movie that everybody should see, you know? It uh, doesn't matter what, you know, if you're old or young, I think it's a movie you need to see because I think it's it's a very real movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I loved 8th Grade yeah. so much. It's funny. It's poignant. Yeah. It's uh, it's all that. It's, it's, it's very, like, I don't know, I, I think it captures 2018 yeah. very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And, and it's yeah, not, I, and it's I not too... It's never kids today, you know, at all. It's just, it's just what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, my number five was the favorite. Ooh, okay. From Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, yes. And I think, uh, it's like for me, for me, but yeah, uh, for me, the favorite or Yorgos Lanthimos, almost all of his movies, and especially this one, is like the anti. It's like the opposite of First Man. And that right <laughs> after I saw First Man, I was like, I really like that. The mo- that movie was fantastic. And the further I get away from it, the less I care about it. Yeah. Whereas, uh-huh. like, as time goes on with, like, all of uh, Yorgos's movies, and especially this one, it's like, that movie just stays with you. I think partially because they're so well-crafted and also partially because there is so much subtext and so much just, like, meaning behind pretty much everything. That's yeah. it's all kind of masked with dark humor, um, but it's there's so much there to digest, um, and yeah, I thought this was a really cool change of pace for him. Um, it it well, he didn't write this movie, which I think was the first oh, he time. Did not. But, right. Okay, um, but it was still the, just the directed so still, well. I guess yeah. it must be his directing with the actors more so than the dialogue. Well, so it the definitely thing is, felt like his dialogue. The thing is, what he said before is that when the movies he's written. He doesn't direct, he's never directed any of the actors to speak in a certain way, despite the fact that all, all so many of his lines are in his previous movies are delivered kind of yeah. in the same sort of um, weird way. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is definitely still like his humor is seemingly yeah. like all throughout this movie. So yeah. I'm sure as a director, he had like input on, on the way it, the final product uh, as far as the writing, but. Um, yeah, I, really I think a one. lot of it, it for him, the humor comes from the pace mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. does stuff where there's either like delays and responses or like they're very much right on top of each other with declarative statements yeah. where and like toying with that to make it kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. where that that's more directed. I, I do think this is like this is not quite to the same extent yeah. as the lobster and yeah. uh, killing of a sacred deer. But yeah, it definitely is like a Lanthimos movie. Like yeah. it's, it's he uh, definitely has a signature style, and it. And I definitely great. am not a big fan of like Victorian era films, but yeah, this was this was really good, and just sort of yeah, his style, his humor, 
Um, I saw it with my whole family, and they all liked it. My parents liked it, which I thought they would not like it. But, yeah, they, they really liked it. No, it's it's fantastic. And, I, I yeah, I, Lanthe... Can you say his, his name? Lanthe... Lanthemos? Lanthemos. Yeah, he's a director I'm going to be... Anytime he has something come out, I'll, I'll watch it because I, I like all his stuff a lot. Yeah. And very much an acquired taste. I think you need to watch all of all of his movies to get the best palette for it. You know, uh, don't just watch one. Watch all of them, and you'll kind of you'll kind of uh, appreciate the humor. But uh, a great director, and yeah, great movie. You also, also get to see Emma Stone's boob. <laughs> yeah, there it they, is. They, they trick you. They make you think, oh, this is going to be just a side boob movie. But nope. Uh, Next thing boob. you know, one full boob. Has she been nude before? Because I thought she was one of those actresses who don't go nude. I'll have to check uh, my, uh, what is it, <laughs> Mr. Skin <laughs> account. Because I know Natalie Portman's never been nude. You know uh, that for sure? <laughs> yes. She, she wears her... Jean she's shorts in the show. <laughs> she's just never been never ever been nude. She's a never nude. Um, but you do see most of that ass in that Robin Hood movie, Ooh. Danny McBride. The <laughs> Your Highness, highness man. Oh Underrated. yeah, man. <laughs> oh, and then there was the some some trailers where they added on extra material onto her butt for the trailers to get it past the censors. Oh wow. Uh. But the favorite, the acting in it is yeah, really, like, I mean, Lanthimos has his fingerprints all over it, but the three women are fantastic. Yes. Nicholas Holt is so freaking good. He's incredible. Um, hey, which one is she? He, Nicholas Holt is yeah. the guy in the big powdered wig who's trying to get Emma Stone over to the Tories. Okay, okay, yeah, he's good. What's he from? Because I recognize that guy. Uh, you may know him from Sleeping with Jennifer Lawrence. Um, <laughs> he, what was he in? He's in a he lot of the X-Men w- movies. Okay, he's that yeah. guy. Okay. He's he, in Warm Warm Bodies, that movie that everyone saw. Sure. Um, he looks a lot like uh, Ed Screen to me, uh, at least in this movie he does. Ed Screen was the bad guy in Deadpool 2, <laughs> okay. and he was the original... Uh, the first Dario Naharis from Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh, and uh, and he was uh, the what a day, what a love. Yeah, that's day. what he yeah. looked from, like. Okay, uh, Mad Max. That's yeah, what yeah. he looked like. That's who I was thinking yeah. of. Okay, cool. Uh, who's next? Oh, uh, that would be Adam. Me, yeah. it? Uh, number five, I have Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Which yeah, you really really dug this one. I this movie too, but yeah. rules. Yeah, uh, I love the Mission Impossible movies are so good. Uh, I just think I think about it kind of the same way I think of the Fast and Furious movies, where it's just like, like I, th- I think these are these are not as ridiculous. Not quite. Um, well, partially right. because you know that uh, Tom Cruise is actually doing these things. Mm-hmm. Right, that keeps it grounded. Uh, uh, but it's still so spectacular. <laughs> it's insane. There's there's just so much stuff that you see in today where you can do everything in CG. Uh, like I, I feel like a grandparent being like, he actually did that. Like my grandparents, whenever they saw any movie ever, would be like, "Wow, that movie had a lot of effects." They're all uh, Buster uh, Keaton stands. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but Mission Impossible, there is an element to being like, he did this. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> he wanted to fly a helicopter, so he flew a helicopter. And I know he's probably not a great guy. And <laughs> Oh, no. So, <laughs> but it's like, he's so good. And if you watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, the stuff that he does with stunts would just is just kind of like, oh, no, I'll make sure I, I look into the camera after I <laughs> do this. Where he's just like so... He cares about these movies so much that it, it's just like obvious. And Christopher McQuarrie is very, very good at action stuff. And there's just so many set pieces here where... I I think we talk about it when we talk about Fast and Furious 6 where there's like three different climaxes. This movie yeah. has like <laughs> eight. Like there's so many like the bathroom fight is amazing, mm-hmm. the motorcycle chase, the running scene which I talked about, the helicopter stuff, the fight on the on the cliff. It's just like so well done. It's everything I want from an action movie. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch, definitely. Uh, it was a really well-done action movie. And I... <clears throat> yeah, it, it's... Ooh, ooh that, was a, that was a cough. Uh, it looks like Spencer has some ice cream. That's uh, a smoothie. Oh, nice. This is uh, my number one smoothie of the year. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I love action movies. Um, freaking love action movies. And Mission Impossible has consistently like the last yeah the last few i've been super into and this one is definitely um freaking just i don't know so freaking fun that's it's actually my number four so uh, oh, okay wanted to get into i, the I have it off it's 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 very close it's like my top it's in my top 15 but yeah it's it's a really well done action movie tom cruise is too much of a chad yeah he's too much of a chad can't can't give him the credit sorry I guess it's my turn, right? <clears throat> number yep. four. Uh, I put yep. First Reformed as number hey, four. I uh, also have First Reformed at number four. I still need to see First Reformed. So, <clears throat> so you can talk about it, or but like, if you can talk about it as non-spoily as possible. Okay. Or I can take my headphones off right now. Well, we can do non-spoiler. You know, really dig into that smoothie. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, so I was. Yeah. That was great. I was very surprised by this. First of all, I didn't realize it was written by the guy who pretty much wrote all of uh, Scorsese's best movies. You know, that's yeah. a big thing. Or it's directed and written. Oh, yeah, he wrote Taxi Driver, right? Paul Schrader, yeah. He wrote Taxi Driver. I think he wrote um, uh, the other one as well. Uh, Raging Bull as well. Hmm. So, yeah, that's already some big credentials. The other classic Scorsese movie. The other classic Scorsese, which I watched recently, and it's pretty much a movie about domestic violence. You Mm -hmm. watch it again. That's what it is. Um, Yeah, it's not Rocky. No. No, 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 not at all. And, it's yeah, it's barely a boxing movie. So, I was very surprised. I didn't realize it it was written, directed by him. And it's pretty much Taxi Driver. Uh, in a way where it's sort of a guy kind of going a little mad. Uh, cause originally I thought it was going to be this movie about 
oh, it's a preacher and he's going to lose his faith and then it's going to be, it's a little more complicated than that. And it's really well done. It's, it's a, you feel the guy's paranoia. You feel the guy's just, just kind of that, that, that downward spiral he's going through. And Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke is fantastic in it. Um, I really love this movie. And I think it's a movie people are missing and should see. Yeah, it came out at a weird time. I think yeah. it came out in March or April. Uh-huh. Um, where it was kind of like underneath maybe... It may have come out at a similar time as... Uh, um, uh, like Avengers and, maybe. and stuff like that. Where it just kind of got lost in the noise. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with the ending. Yeah. Uh, and that I'm, people really like even I I kind of dig the ending. I dig it too, but I like effed up shit like that. So right, you I, know, I agree. That's my thing. It, it came out May eighteenth. Okay, so yeah, that's summer so season. That's like peak summer movie season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the ending too, but again, I'm messed up. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I dug it. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam, what are your thoughts on it? I guess. Yeah, it's. Really good. It's really well put together. I googled uh, Paul Schrader just uh, uh-huh. to try to see if there's anything interesting. I know there's kind of a push to get Ethan Hawke yeah, uh, an Oscar that's, nomination that's for this, push, which yeah. I think he should be. But there's not. But uh, the third and fourth uh, articles that come up when you Google Paul Schrader is that he's won more than two thousand games of Words with Friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so. that's awesome. The thing That's is, next to, uh, yeah. the thing is, you don't have to be good at Words with Friends <laughs> to win two thousand games. You just have to be dedicated, <laughs> right? And it's that dedication that That's really makes someone a, a good yeah. director. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed this movie and uh, want want good things to come of it. Yeah. It is definitely an interesting kind of look at. Uh, religion and how religion fits into um, the stuff going on. Yes, stuff going on today, and just yeah, the because yeah, it's not your because I I thought it was going to be not to get not really spoily, but I thought it was going to be oh okay, preacher loses his son, questions his faith. It's not that at all. I mean, he I guess he his son did die. Right. That was the thing is. Right. But but that's not really kind of what spurs things. And uh, it's fascinating. It's a really great movie. Uh, It's not what you expect, I I think. You know, so, yeah, I highly recommend that, Spencer. You should watch it. Yeah. First uh, number four for you, Spencer. My number four. (laughs) Oh, um, I already mentioned it's Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, Mission Impossible Fallout is great. Right. Uh, my number four is First Reformed. So yeah, Spen- uh, uh, so Trey, back to you for number. My three. number three is Enter the Spider Verse. Same okay. for me. Which ooh okay, so which we already talked about. Spider yeah. I mean, I, I have a feeling I, I do like Spider Man. There's going to be a, and, and you, some crossover. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's been a kind of a great like kind of how Buster Scruggs with Red Dead Spider Man with the Spider Man game that came out this year and. So yeah, and, and I saw Homecoming for the first time this year. So it's been a big spider year for me. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, it just kind of it's a great year for Spider Man. I uh, really dug this movie. Year of the uh, Arachnid. Yeah, Year of the Arachnid. Um, yeah, so this movie's yeah. The, I think we just mentioned 
surprisingly yeah. hilarious um super well animated and mm-hmm. also great story uh, yeah great story and um you know theme nicholas cage killing nazis that's great yeah. <laughs> uh my number three was eighth grade okay eighth grade is my number two yeah yeah okay my top five are all great even though eighth grade was five it's still great uh for number two for me i put i don't think this is on any of your lists i put annihilation is number two. Oh yeah that's and not on my list yes it is i would uh i i think i oh you can you can you can say what you will uh say what you want to say about it then i'll well i thought it's a a great science fiction film you know, it, it was very unique. I mean, I guess it was unique, but it was also very much... Uh, oh, it's definitely unique. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a little bit of, you know, um, the thing in it, but it, it still was very unique, a unique concept. Um, you know, all-female cast, and, and it... and it That's that's the thing, it, you know, with, uh, like, Ocean's 8 and the new Ghostbusters. They were kind of trying to... They kind of had the idea of all female cast and then write a movie around it. This was just like a movie with a very strong female cast, and it had a purpose to it. You know, it, right. it definitely had a purpose for that. Well, it's and it's based on a book, so it's not the yeah. same as like just taking something and sure forcing it to be sure all female or whatever. Right. Uh, I thought I just thought it was it was fantastic. Uh, the imagery was fantastic. Uh, just the the kind of the concept the story of and just sort of the body horror was really neat i thought it was a very uh, unique take on the body horror genre uh so yeah that's that's still one of my favorite sci-fi movies of the or sci-fi movies in general movies of the year number two was uh annihilation yeah if you've not seen it it. i think it's something that i'd really like to rewatch because i remember i I know i liked it um i'd like to see how i feel about it watching it again okay yeah, it it felt good. I'm glad that they didn't redo the ending, which is what the studio wanted. Yeah, but uh, but then the producer said no, and then the studio was like, "Okay, well, we're not releasing it in right. theaters overseas." <laughs> essentially, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad they stuck to their guns because that ending is yeah. Well, like while Trey, you compared it to 2001, I think that's probably the most apt analogy. Um, but it's yeah. uh it's definitely interesting. I think it it has its flaws, but uh I overall enjoyed it and it is kind of going for it, yeah. which is uh it's good. Movies should be ambitious and you know it may not strike the right tone with everybody, sure. but yeah. Like who, Kirk and and, and I think Kirk and Austin and I, I forgot if Zach was there, but they all hated it, you know. So yeah, it's definitely a movie that's not going to be for everybody yeah so i i wonder uh, if we all have the same number one i think we might I, oh did you give I your think number we two do. adam yeah you guys need to do yeah well my number two is won't you be my neighbor that's, okay. okay so so then i think we all have the same number one uh yeah we do it's um hurricane Heist. Uh, creed three yeah there. <laughs> creed two <laughs> uh, our favorite movie tag <laughs> <laughs> yep it's tag. It's hereditary. I loved it when the guys yeah. got together and they did their game, and then they faked a cancer scare. And wasn't that the point? Like the plot, they like faked cancer or something. I don't know. It was something no, kind of. There's no up. Fake. Uh, tag is 
Tag is kind of fun. I yeah. watched Tag and I, I did. It was way better than I expected okay. it to be. Well, all right. Uh, our real number one is Holmes, the Holmes and Watson. Uh, I thought <laughs> this was uh, a great. You know, finally we got when, when they say the queen is a hottie, <laughs> we all agree. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, our number one movie is Jurassic World. It Lost is. Kingdom. You know what? I turned around on that movie. It's pretty I'm about great. To hang up. Chris Pratt was at, at top form. I won't even film. joke about that. <laughs> no, it was uh, oh, Cloverfield right. Paradox. Right. Yeah, yeah. Obvious. Hey guys, let's oh, just okay. do this with okay, every other joking. movie we saw this year. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, you know what it was? It was the final scene at the end of the credits of Ready Player One. It was my favorite movie this year. No, the end credits? Yeah, the end credits scene was yeah. my favorite part mm, of it. Yeah. I'm glad y'all <laughs> right. stuck around for that. Yeah, I'm glad I did too. It was perfect. <laughs> no, it's hereditary. Gone. Yeah, it's hereditary. Uh, yeah, that's still number one. We saw that very early this year too. That was pre-Adam to Cleveland. Yeah, it was. Yeah, saw it together. Yeah, th- we've and we've talked about this this movie a ton. Uh, this is just like, well, obviously it's a horror movie, and I think it's probably the best horror movie I've ever that's, seen. But it's, it, it's so, like, but it's so much kept, more than that. Yeah, I kept wanting to. Yeah, it's like I kept wanting to kind of move it because oh, it's a horror movie. I should move it off my number one, but I didn't see a reason to move it. It's really, really cool and really well done in a very unique family drama mixed in with a weird satanic cult thing and just yeah it's it's great very this well this is crafted. another one where people have issues with the ending yeah um but I this movie does ending. go from like be like oh wow this is kind of like well first it's a family drama and then it's it's like oh this is very uncomfortable and weird to just like Oh my god! Like probably one of the best individual shots of the year is when, uh, well, I mean, you could just pick out so many. There's so many good ones mm-hmm. from the very beginning where they go and they do the the like arc around into the miniature and mm-hmm. then they open it up to where uh, he's sitting on the bed and then in the background it like slowly lightens and you can see her on the wall mm-hmm. just like hanging yeah. out there to her cutting off her head with the piano wire there's just like so much good stuff and i have to say that my most anticipated movie of 2019 is probably probably the untitled ari aster horror project okay. i am very excited to see whatever he has coming out next I'm flying um, up to Cleveland to see that with you. Then I'll go there see it. Go. Yeah, um, that's her. The, my only issue with the movie is there is no way all four of those people are related. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> casting. It was a little odd. I'm fine with it because it's like, hey, right. sometimes you're just gonna cast the best person for the it, job. It doesn't matter. It's still they do it's, not it's look still, alike. Right, it does not. Yeah. It does not detract from the movie at all. It's just no, very fun. Yes, point at. Yeah, my my favorite is people who are just like, you think that was scary? That's not scary. The <laughs> <laughs> where it's like kind of like a toughness contest. Uh, with, I, mean, I did. I watched movies. Paranormal Activity with the lights off. 
No, I I love the ending. I mean, it, it's to me, it's not even about scary. It's about what's just like the most well done and the most creepy and the most uh, yeah. unsettling, you know. And hell, mm. I love that ending. I love that kind of stuff. Like I love the ending of the witch. Like that's why I love the witch so much. Is it kind of goes with that weird, otherworldly, satanic kind of vibe. And I'm into that shit, man. I'm fucking metal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that's 2018, then. That is 2018. Uh, I guess we kind of talked about, within that, some of the movies we watched this uh, the last few last month or so. But um, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to touch upon. Adam, do you still want to kind of get the winners of our competitions from last year? Yeah, so we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, so our week-to-week box office picks, our yes. 2018 box office challenge, Trey was the winner, winning <laughs> 19 weeks with a very strong late run. Yeah. I've, I felt suspicious. I felt pretty, I felt pretty good. Uh for a while there, I was like, I, I definitely won't lose because Trey was so far behind, and that did not hold true. So uh, I came in second. Spencer came in third, which means uh, that he has to watch a Razzie movie, our 52-week contest, which ends in... A Razzie movie one. <laughs> a Razzie movie Pretty, award. Pretty light punishment. We need to do a better punishment next year. Yeah, so... We'll work on that. I, I think one of the more interesting contests that we had was our year-long box office prediction where we each chose 10 movies uh, that we expected uh, to make yeah. the most money. Uh, I came in first in that one. Spencer came in. S- now, technically, things could change. I guess Bumblebee could technically go on a Jumanji-esque uh, I think we should January just make run. Let's make a cut but, uh, but, yeah, so... Spencer's in second. He's ahead yes. by uh, $80 million. Yeah. Uh, and then Trey came in third. So one of the things I kind of want to talk about is kind of what we learned and what we missed on. Yeah. Um, so we got all the top ten movies. I had four, Spencer had four, and Trey, you had two. Uh, so we were able to pick those out fairly easily. Uh, the biggest movies that we missed, uh, there was A Star is Born, which made a ton of money. Uh, a Quiet Place was another big one. Bohemian Rhapsody and Crazy Rich Asians all, I would say, were the biggest movies that we missed on. People, is there a, a theme there? People like music. Yeah, I think. Music, <laughs> music, music. Oh, horror and music, yeah. Horror and movie. comedy with Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Mamma Mia, hey, I mean, you go down the list, Mamma Mia 2, The Nun, Cre- you know, and then uh, I guess you could, yeah, uh, with Great. Bohemian Rhapsody, and, and it's more um, kind of biopic-y. And yeah. I guess First Man, oh, I guess... I guess first man. Trey, I'm I'm stopping. Person. I'm starting to lose you on what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, I was just seeing if there's any other like biopic. Oh, okay. Movies. I thought you yeah. were trying to like. Oh, like, biopic. I got you. I was like, yeah, yeah. those are not musical, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, yeah, I think, yeah, music's definitely a big one. People like musicals still for some reason. So um, that, that's something we, we... Well, I don't know, The Nutcracker. Is that Nutcracker a musical? Uh, also yeah. probably advertising, I mean, too. Because you see all these movies being very heavily advertised. Nutcracker also had some weird timing or, like, unf- never, like it was yeah. in a competitive release. And you just don't see as much advertising for it. You know, I didn't. I don't think I've seen one ad for the Nutcracker. I don't think I saw one ad for Hotel Transylvania. I know I've seen. You didn't? No. Well, Hotel Transylvania did very, very oh, well. Okay. And the thing is, is that it's getting advertised on places that you don't sure, see. Like right. I was watching. I think I was watching The Grinch on ABC Family. Okay. Or what is now Freeform, oh. and uh, and like I, there was a bunch of Nutcracker ads during that, yeah. where it's it's just targeted towards different places okay. where you don't necessarily yeah. see. It's not, but if it is specifically targeted to one area, then it doesn't give that that wide success that uh, other movies would. Yeah, like you weren't gonna get a Hotel Transylvania three ad on a Lost rerun. <laughs> well, no, you wouldn't because they're not rerunning anywhere. Just on Hulu. <laughs> Sir, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> You're done with Lost? No, I'm done with you. Okay. Um, I would say our biggest misses, I think we you. underrated animated movies. Yeah. Um, uh, because, let's see, like, The Grinch overperformed, Hotel Transylvania overperformed, Spider-Man overperformed, I- at least via our expectations. Um, and then our biggest misses, uh, Spencer, you had Sherlock Gnomes. Picking the wrong animated movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not just animated movies, but you got to pick the right animated movies. Pacific Rim 2. Yeah. That was just, I think I, I didn't really, uh, gauge the release, the timing of that, Mm -hmm. that that's typically a pretty bad month. And I just kind of overestimated, oh, well he just won best picture and the first one did pretty well, but. I think no yeah, one but really th- those, wanted a Pacific Rim two. Yeah, but the picture movie didn't make, get a lot of, didn't make a lot of money. And no, it did. It did, but it was all like after. Uh, right. It already yeah. already won. Yeah, I mean, and also he didn't direct it either, so that's another thing. Skyscraper, I'm surprised, is on the list because Jumanji and uh, Rampage did well, right? Yeah, um, Skyscraper was a very bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is but, one of the differences. But you think people see bad movies anyway, like The Nun. So, I don't know. I it, I think it's weird. You, it's sort of random and weird at times. You know. Uh, Skyscraper, I think it was like... Rampage had just come out and was kind of meh. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, you expect me to go see kind of something similar with The Rock? And it, that just failed. First Man... Uh, I was hoping for some sort of Oscar, yeah, you bump. Haven't when heard I pissed, much. Picked it, but yeah. uh, First Man did not do very well. No, uh, only only forty four million dollars, which generally for this or you need to make around a hundred to make the top thirty. Uh, that held true this year. I think my uh, thought on the Nutcracker was just, hey, Christmas time, family, you know, fun and uh kids fun animated i don't know if it's animated or not it's not animated yeah so i just assumed it'd be some kind of christmas family thing it had to go up against the grinch so yes and the grinch is a known quantity or at least it's gonna fill that yeah yeah fill that role 
So you, you know, have any thoughts about picking Tomb Raider? Um, you know, I think that might have been a last resort thing because that was last on my list. So I, yeah, I video game movies really don't do well at all. For the most part, they don't. Um, so yeah, probably never again. Though Detective Pikachu, that's I mean, Ready Player Ready Player One. That's is not definitely really a video, a video game movie. Oh, it's not, not really. No, I mean not in the in the sense that Tomb Raider is. Well, they were they, they were like a franchise. They, I think they. If you're talking about everybody being there, there was more people there for Ready Player One than <laughs> that's Smash uh, Bros. Smash Bros. Oh. Uh, but but it's not a yes, it's a movie about a video game, but it's not a franchise it's not tomb raider it's not uh, world of warcraft it's not the right. assassin's creed movie it's yeah. not like a already established property it's just about like wreck it ralph is a video game movie but it's not a it's a movie about video games it's not a video game movie it's oh not, yeah i just realized yeah. you got like all the video game movies this I year i did i did i won't happen next year or this year i guess video games are dead Will spencer it? you're not gonna pick sonic Oh, you know I'm going to pick Sonic. I don't think Sonic's going to make that much money. I think Detective Pikachu will. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, not doing well. Does this scare you off Episode Nine next year? Man, you have not heard anything about Episode Nine either. I was I was scared off Episode like, as far as making money, you think? Um, box office. Yeah, wise. box office, yeah. I don't just, know. It depends I, I on if the... Because there are so many haters now is it just a vocal minority or is that really like the sentiment like the general sentiment is that they people don't care anymore i don't know man i think i think you're gonna have kids wanting to see it still but and, and Maybe the kids these days have not seen. I'm just assuming. I don't know. I have nothing yeah, like to base this off what's, of. What's the Gen Maybe, X perspective on this? Oh God, I'm not Gen <laughs> X. First of all, uh, but so when you were watching the first Star Wars in theaters <laughs> in the 70s, yeah, about 20 years. I do think it is going back to the main story though. Yeah. Which, will help yeah because i'm thinking an eight-year-old maybe hasn't seen the original trilogy or they are they don't have that connection with han solo and so they don't really care about solo a star wars story and then they want to go they want to go see the actual you know one with uh ray and all her friends i don't know man i mean I'll, i'm gonna see episode nine but just it didn't make me the last jedi did not make me excited for another star wars movie so, and also, the first one, they were like, oh, Han and Leia are back. Yeah. And then, then the last one was, oh, Luke Skywalker is back. This one, it's like, uh, Lan Lando? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't hey, know. Lando, Lando's We've not seen anything back. about like, it. They are bringing back old They are? Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I, You know what? I, I maybe... I bet you it's higher than Solo and uh, Rogue One, but I bet it's... Lower than Last Jedi. Yeah, I'd bet so. Yeah. So 2018 in general, you guys, have, what's kind of like your gut feeling about this year in movies? Yeah, I mean, as, it depends what you're talking about. As much as I liked uh, like my favorite movies of the year, 
I think there's like so far there have been like five movies that I think I I could put into like my top fifty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it was a bunch of movies that I liked, but I don't know. I just feel like it was it's not nearly as deep as 2017 was with like really really quality movies. See, that's how I felt about it. yeah. 2017 was it was like there was maybe three I could put in top fifty. Where this one, yeah, it was just sort of like movies I like, but nothing too spectacular. You know, like Blade Runner last year was was big for me, and uh, I really liked, uh, my God, Brigsby Bear a lot. And same with, you know, Logan was really good. But this year, it's, yeah, it's sort of, eh, I like this, I like this, I like this, but nothing as far as anything substantial that was, like, number one for me. I feel the Oscar movies specifically yeah. are really weak this year. Yes, I agree. I think that, so from last year's Best Picture nominees, like, I mean, I guess A Star is Born is the favorite at this point, which, probably. Yeah. I just, which is pretty, uh, yeah. So, That's weak. The Shape of Water with Better Than A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen A Star is Born, right. so I can't really. All right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. Like, yes. Not even close. Phantom Thread, not even close. Yeah. Not yeah. even close. Not even close. Three bill, three billboards, was which we weren't necessarily in love with, but I think that's better. Three billboards has the same problems almost <laughs> that A Star Is Born, but the better parts are better. Yeah. Um, Get Out. Oh yeah, better. hands down. Uh, the the post I would say is probably worse. I'd I rather wa- I'd rather watch A Star Is Born a million times than watch born. the post again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, call me by your name a thousand times better. Yeah, uh, Lady Bird I would say is also so much better. Yeah. So like any, I feel like yeah, it's that's tough for all those directors and producers because you'd think like any of those would be pretty much a shoe in this year. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This makes you yeah, think yeah, there's got a 2019 is going to be great, guys. Hopefully, I hope so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know hey, what? we got the new Tarantino movie, so. New Tarantino, supposedly new Scorsese. Yeah. Hell, man, might be a great year for film. Yeah. I would say, I would say the middle movies maybe better. Yeah. Like, I would, I would say the blockbuster movies were probably better. I would yeah. say Black Panther is probably better than other movies had been. Avengers is probably better than, you know. Civil War or something like that, but that's uh, just to the two Marvel movies, though. I don't know about. I mean, Incredibles two. I haven't seen the new Wreck-It Ralph, but I hear it got good reviews. Bumblebee's supposed to be great, so yeah, yeah. I think maybe and Jumanji. I mean, that was that came out beginning of the year, but that was pretty big. Now I know we didn't all dig it as much, but it was you know, it was fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating, but. Anyway, that's 2018. Yeah, 2018. As we look forward to 2019. Yep. All those movies sucked. Now it's just the new cool stuff, right? Yeah, that's why I love Escape Room now. Yeah. My favorite movie. Bird Box. I am actually considering seeing Escape Room. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Just, like, not with the intent of really liking it or thinking it's good. Just to see how how you do this. How do you make an escape room movie? 
Well, we'll we'll see next week when Spencer reviews Escape Room for us. I still need to review freaking Tale of Two Kitties. I ain't you got time do. for Escape Room. What what do we need to do? I guess because you got to watch to Chuck and Larry too, right? No, I don't have to. Uh, watch who needs Chuck to watch and Chuck and Larry? Who lost that one? Okay, Adam watched Chuck and Larry. You got to watch Escape Room. What was the uh, Ernest Goes to Africa bit? Which was one that, was that for? Was that me? What was that oh, one? Oh, that is for uh, Oscar noms. That's okay, Oscar so that's coming. That's to be TBD? Yeah, that is TBD. Oscar, okay. uh, Ernest Goes to Africa. Okay. We got a lot of bets. We got a lot of bets going on, you know, and we got to get them all in, in order for 2019. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to us in 2018. And uh, please keep listening to us in 2019. We'll have a lot of fun for you guys this year. Uh, thank you, Adam. And thank you, Spencer. And uh, thank you all for listening for another year. And uh, we'll be back next week and we'll have Golden Globes talk. And, yeah, we'll have some fun. So thank you all and uh, have a good day and a good 2019.